Welcome to LinkedIn Smart, a podcast revealing secrets to success on LinkedIn. Each week, we interview one remarkable person willing to share their best strategies. So sit down, relax, and enjoy the interview. Here is our host, Vitek Ladislav. LinkedIn shouldn't be complicated. Not my words, but I totally agree with the person who said it, our today's guest. She will share all her simple strategies for LinkedIn and even reveal that her gecko might get on LinkedIn soon. All the way from London, Sarah Clay. Sarah, thank you very much for joining us today on LinkedIn Smart Podcast. Uh, It's awesome to have you here. It's an absolute pleasure to be here, Vitek. Thank you so much for inviting me. Sarah, um, how was it with you and LinkedIn um, at first, so what, 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 is, what is your story about how did you join LinkedIn? Oh gosh, so I, I guess I was a late adopter. I don't think I joined until 2015. Um, and I wasn't really using the platform very much then. I kind of joined because everybody else did. It was, seemed to be the thing to do. I was employed. I wasn't, you know, I was employed. So I, I wasn't using it for looking for work. I just thought, oh, well, I'll have a, I'll have a play. And like thousands and thousands of people, I just left it. You know, I put my photo in there and I don't even know if I put a banner in, I can't remember, and left it alone for years. And then when I was working as, I'm just trying to think now, head of marketing for uh, an estate agent, real estate agent, I thought, well, hang on a minute, actually, you know, this LinkedIn thing might be worth looking at for my colleagues as much as for myself so we all kind of you know jumped on and I said right guys come on we've got to get on with this and you know shush up our profiles and got them all a little bit motivated it was hard because back then it was about looking for jobs that's what it was for so everybody's saying why am I wasting my time here because I'm not looking for a job I'm looking for clients to sell houses to um so it was you know it was hard work but we did a little bit then I, what happened next? So then I, after a few years, I left there, went somewhere else, was doing some PR. But it was really when I set up my own business and went out on my own as Sarah Clay Social, as I, I well, I was then, still am, uh, looking after people's social media accounts. I thought, oh, right, okay, now I really need to, you know, get active on LinkedIn. So being active on LinkedIn back then was sort of, you know, a post here and a post there and a comment here and a comment there. And I really didn't do very much at all. And I would bump into people in the street. They'd say, oh, gosh, you're all over LinkedIn, Sarah. I'm thinking, well, I think I've posted once this week and maybe once this fortnight. And it was a very different place then. Very, very different. And it seemed that the reach was huge. Um, and I was getting work by doing very, very little on the platform. I, you know, I had people contacting me, um, looking for social media support and training, etc. And I thought, I quite like this. So obviously I increased my activity on LinkedIn, changed things around, and then moved more into training people in social media in general. So I was mainly working with Twitter and Instagram, a bit of Facebook. And I thought, hang on a minute, if I'm, if LinkedIn's working for me and I'm actually not really making much of an effort, I surely can teach other people how to do this. Mm -hmm. 
So I realized I did need to up upskill somewhat. So the first person I reached out to was my good friend, John Esperian, who was incredible. He's just such a wonderful man. I'd seen him speak actually at Cambridge Social Day, which is a great um, annual conference <laughs> this was in the day when we were actually allowed to go. <laughs> and he just spoke in, in a very clear, succinct way no nonsense no fluff you know this is what you need to do this is how it works and I thought I love this I absolutely love it so I went home did everything he'd said in his talk and then called him up and said John I need some more help so he you know basically trained me you know you know he got me going he was brilliant and I just completely fell in love with the platform and I realized it's it's about so so much more than just getting business it's just wonderful i love it um sarah i i know that you you were you were doing the the trainings uh, for other people for social media and um and you you know you you, you were expert in, in many other platforms um why would you say that one like a business owners uh, should choose LinkedIn over the other or what, what is what is your take on this you know when you when you're talking to your clients you the business owners I think or entrepreneurs and startups um, why would you why would you tell them they should be on LinkedIn or what what is what's your take on that well I always say to people who approach me for um, any kind of social media training, first thing to do is identify who, you're, who you want to target, who is your audience, and then find out where they are. So if they're not on LinkedIn, I would say, I don't think you should bother. You know, you should go to Twitter or Instagram or Facebook or somewhere else. Um, you know, there's really no point in trying to sell something to people who aren't there. Um, so that would be my first advice I would give anybody. Second to that, with 760 million people on LinkedIn, pretty much everybody's there at the moment. And I think the way that the platform is working at the moment, and you know, probably I would say for the past year, 18 months particularly, is it, you know, it has changed so much. And I think it is a platform for pretty much all industries. And when I first started out, a photographer friend of mine, she said, oh, will you train me in Instagram? I said, of course, I'll train you in Instagram. Absolutely. You're a photographer. This is where Instagram is where you need to be for your brand awareness, etc." I said, but have you considered LinkedIn? And she said, no, don't be so silly. I'm not going on LinkedIn. I said, you're making a mistake. LinkedIn is for everybody. And if you think about who your clients are, they're the corporate owners, she was a brand photographer. Um, and I said, that's where you need to be. It is LinkedIn. LinkedIn is where your clients are. So that's where you should be. Follow them. Go to where they are. Um, and she did. So, yeah. So, but, but now I do think LinkedIn is really, really for everybody. And I think the great thing about LinkedIn is the CEOs are on there. The, the business owners are on there. Whereas I think with the other platforms, they're not, the CEOs aren't there. It's the junior staff maybe, or the ancillary staff are there. Um, so that is why I think LinkedIn is, is the place really for, I can't think of an industry that wouldn't, you know, wouldn't work for LinkedIn really at the moment. Mm. 
And do you think it, LinkedIn works better for B2B or B2C? Because um, many times I hear that, um, you know, uh, some, some people, they say, well, if, you, if you're selling uh, to your clients, if you have any products, uh, perhaps it's not really great. Uh, it's not really, um, I mean, if you're selling to the, to the clients, it's not really best platform to be, to be on LinkedIn. Perhaps you should be more on, um, on a Facebook or on Instagram. Um, do you have the similar experience? Most of the business that most businesses I deal with are service-based industries, um, and most are B two B. I I do see an increase in product selling on LinkedIn, although I do feel with Instagram shopping and all of those other things that perhaps Instagram is still the place for um, for uh, products. With regards to B two C or B two B. Yes, of course, it's that, you know, it's traditionally it is a B2B platform, but I do see more B2C happening definitely on LinkedIn. Um, although I think, yeah, I, th I would look very carefully at, again, at the audience if I was considering B2C, but I certainly wouldn't rule it out now. I, th I think LinkedIn is so much, it's almost like a free for all at the moment. It's great. You know, just try it and see if it works. Mm. Um but obviously, you know, do your research, do your due diligence. But um, I see that it's opening up much more. And even, you know, things like the Instagram stories with the swipe up now, you know, if you've got more five, than 5,000 followers connections, you can swipe up to a link. So you can actually sell pretty much directly through through the platform itself now. Mm. Um, it's uh, it's interesting. You, you also mentioned something which uh, um, I was thinking about, and that is how, how people behave on the platform. Um, have you seen some behavioral changes over the past maybe year or so, uh, and how people are using LinkedIn uh, perhaps differently than, than, than before? Yes, interesting. I, um, I was doing something the other day, and I was, I was going back through some old posts, very, very old posts. Well, not even that old, like about, a, I don't know, a year ago. And I asked a question, are emojis acceptable on LinkedIn? And that was a year ago because people weren't sure. But now, of course, they're all over LinkedIn. So, you know, it's become, I think people are using LinkedIn in a much more open way. Um, I really don't want to start seeing dogs and babies on LinkedIn, although I did actually see a post the other day of somebody's dog. Um, because I think it is, it's about the whole telling your story and how personal you should be, which of course is is um, a big, you know, it's a very much a debatable point at the moment. But I do think that there are some aspects of our personal lives that shouldn't be on there that we don't really need to put onto LinkedIn. But it is becoming a much more open and personal platform for mm. sure. Mm. Um, and, you know, I see post people talking about mental health, for example, on LinkedIn, which is new. That's a, definitely a new slant to LinkedIn, which is good. I think, you know, I'm all for that. Um, so, you yeah, know, I, I do think people are using it differently. And it, it's, I think there's still a, there's definitely still a fear of LinkedIn, but I think that is perhaps breaking down a little bit. Do you see that people are using LinkedIn more and uh, spending more hours? Uh, because sometimes I feel like... Uh, you know, still there is this, um, um, I don't know, like an old habit. I, I go to the LinkedIn just once a week 
um, check it out, what's what's happening there. And then for the rest of the week, I'm, I'm actually not not there. But uh, uh, do you see that this uh, this behavior is changing uh, with the with the for example, as you mentioned, with the CEOs and C level managers? Yes, I think it is. I think well, it's difficult because I mix because I mix with all kinds of different people. So obviously, I meet with people who aren't on LinkedIn because they come to me to get them on LinkedIn. So there are still an awful lot of people who aren't using LinkedIn and who are doing the maybe once a week if you're lucky kind of postings. Um, but I think for the active users, I think active is more active than it used to be. So say somebody might go on three times a week. I think now they're on every day. And the weekends on LinkedIn are really busy at the moment. And I think maybe lockdown is, a, you know, that's a result of lockdown. because There's nothing else to do. But also, you know, the days are all sort of blurring into into one. You know, Sunday's the same as Wednesday kind of thing. But um I, yeah, I, yes. And I, it does make me wonder what will happen when lockdown is over, when people are working slightly more nine to five, whether it'll slip, it'll go back, whether LinkedIn will go back to being one more, more Monday to Friday itself. Mm. It'll be interesting to see. Um, Sarah, what is, what is your strategy when somebody, so let's say, let's say I'm a business owner and I'm, I'm, I'm I would like to start using LinkedIn. Um, I've, I've heard that LinkedIn is a good place to be. You know, it's a lot of organic reach and all that, all that uh, marketing mumbo jumbo, as we call it. And um, what is what is the strategy? How do you how do you start working with your clients? What what do you do? I mean, I know that you mentioned at first looking at the who is your who is your target audience. Let's um, let's assume my target audience would be on LinkedIn. How would you start uh, with um, with your client? Okay, so I've, I've, you know, tweaked things a lot over the years and tried to work out the best way of working with people. And what I found is initially to get people started, people want to work very closely with me. Um, so when I started out, I was like, yeah, this is how you do it, off you go. And of course, they didn't do it. So now I work very, very closely with businesses and I get on a, we get in a Zoom call, very low key, just get, hop into my Zoom room and I have up to about 20 people on there at a time. And we, the first thing we do is build profiles mm -hmm. because to me, your profile is your shop window. It's got to look absolutely beautifully finished. It's got to be really clear what you do. There's no point going out trying to sell yourself and then people come try to get into your shop and they can't get in because it's closed or it looks rubbish, whatever, whatever. So I'm very much about building that foundation. And I always say to my clients, and um, when we're talking shop windows, we're not talking Primark, we're talking Gucci. So we, so we set ourselves up with a Gucci style shop window. We spend, a, I spend a long time with clients and we sit together and we do it together and we don't finish that workshop until those profiles are written I and mean, it's more than one workshop has to be said um but i like my clients to go away with a finished product or pretty much finished product um on their profiles before we even start thinking about the next stage so then we look at so the next thing i look at is actually connecting rather than posting and content I look at connecting and how to build relationships with people on LinkedIn which I think you know is, is obviously key I look at 
how to look for how to find people how to search how to how to connect the rights and wrongs um, you know how to send a message that's not salesy all of those things and then we look at content and i spend a long time as a you know previous social media strategist content's a big big thing for me mm. so spend a long time talking about what kind of stuff they can write about and i for me it's about teaching you know someone to fish rather than giving them the you know feeding them the fish so i teach them how to find how to where to look in their in their lives and in their heads to get those content ideas to to post about mm-hmm. um and it usually i usually spend on and off you know we sort of dip in and out of workshops but it's about a month you know from start to finish because i'm aware if i'm teaching 10 15 15, 20 people in a company at one time that's a big commitment for them in terms of time mm. um obviously financially but you know to take 15 people out of your workforce at any one time is is a is a big chunk so i tend to work in sort of blocks of an hour and a half maybe two hours and we we work very intently and then i leave it for a few days or a week and then we come back in again and you know that's all mapped out on the diary before we start and then at the end when all of the employees have got all their profiles, they know exactly what they're doing. I talk about sharing from the company page. Um, and then I let them fly. Um, and I do encourage them to keep me on as a kind of month on a monthly basis, just so I can check in, make sure that they're doing everything right. And we have either monthly or fortnightly, depending on what, you know, what their budget is really, or what they want um and we you know we carry on the relationship and i just keep an eye on them just go oh maybe you shouldn't have posted that or oh you know and if i see something that i think one of my clients would be interested in i'll send them the link over and i'll say oh quick you should post on this you know this this could be interesting for you because it's very much you know as as, as we linkedin folk know it's the whole thing about the employees being on linkedin this is where the real work is done, I think, with companies particularly. People don't want to buy from businesses. They don't want to talk to companies. People want to talk to people. Mm. So they want to talk to the employees. They want to talk to the guy on the shop floor, um, the salesperson directly, even the HR people. You know, they want to talk to those people directly. So that's what I encourage businesses, companies to do is to empower their employees to be their um you know to mushroom well, mushroom out their content and to be their ambassadors mm. on the behalf of the company so mm. that's why i work with you know as many of the employees as i possibly can to really get that content out and increase the reach on linkedin are you enjoying listening to this podcast awesome so please consider subscribing to the podcast and leave an honest review on apple podcast we will really appreciate it Thank you. When you enter the company and then you you do your your uh, uh, sessions, um, when you look at the profiles, because uh, I know that you started with the profiles, and uh, yeah, I, I totally agree. It's it's a building block of any activity on LinkedIn. Uh, when you see the profiles, is there anything any any common mistake which you kind of um, which you kind of uh, you know identify? Is are there are there any are there any similar mistakes which they're making? in terms of profile most of the people that's a very good question actually most of the people i work with are really new to linkedin so 
a lot of the employees won't even have a photo up there or a banner up there. Um, and those that do, um, I think it's the, the headline. People really struggle writing their headline. And I get it. I completely see how hard it is because it's such a key part of your profile. I mean, it follows you absolutely everywhere you go on LinkedIn. Um, and it's, you know, it's, it's pretty much the deciding factor whether somebody clicks through to find out more about you or whether they don't, you know, what's written in those first, what is it, 78 characters or something. So, and people, a lot of people don't appreciate how important it is. So they'll just write their job title up there or they, they just won't realise how important it is. So they haven't really given it any consideration, but it's, that's yeah, and I. But I think that's the most challenging part to teach as well is is to get them to work out what their headline is, what it does, what it and what it can do. You know the potential for your headline. Do you yeah, have I any? That's that's it. Uh, Sarah, do you have any tips? You know how to write a really compelling and interesting and engaging headline? Because yeah, as you mentioned, you know it, it is it is very very difficult. Um, and on the other hand, it is really something which. You know, people, people, it, it follows you over, you know, everywhere to on, on LinkedIn. And uh, it is a decisive factor if people click on or, or they will, they will or will not click on your, on your profile, right? Yes, absolutely. No, it's really key. It's about, for me, I always say to people, it's about um, speaking to your audience and speaking directly to that one person. So, you know, using words like all and everybody, don't, don't use words like that in there. You really need to identify who it is that you're speaking to so that they sit up and they take notice. And don't be afraid to niche. You know, don't be afraid to say, I only work with, you know, people who have got green hair and blue eyes, whatever it is, because then you're going to appeal directly to those people. And it's... Well, I, I won't go into my whole thing about the ideal customer, but um, which is a much bigger conversation. But it's trying to speak to the, directly to those people, but also it's it and just saying very, very clearly what it is that you do and how you can help them. Mm. Because at the end of the day, everything that we write on LinkedIn isn't about us; it's about our audience. Mm. So, you know, although we can try and say how brilliant we are, but actually what we need to say is how brilliantly we can help our audience. Mm. And it's just flipping the, the words around. Mm. Um, <clears throat> second, part, uh, second part of what you were talking about was more about engagement, you know, how to reach out to people, how to uh, connect with them, how to engage with them. Um, are there any, any tips which you would, uh, which you would like to share with us, you know, how to be more effective in reaching out on, on LinkedIn and uh, getting in front of the right target audience? So, okay, so taking your second question about finding the right audience, because we can spend an awful lot of time on LinkedIn hanging out with our friends. I mean, you know, I love hanging out with you on LinkedIn or with John or, you know, with all the other wonderful LinkedIn trainers, which is incredible because what an amazing bunch you all are, you know, and we all learn from each other. I certainly learn a lot from I learn a lot from listening to your podcast I learn a lot from reading content from other LinkedIn trainers that's great but that's not going to get me customers mm -hmm. at the end of the day it's going to get me better at what I do but it's not going to get me customers 
So it's about using that search option in LinkedIn, which is free, you know, and this is the other amazing thing about LinkedIn. You don't have to pay for it. You know, you can successfully use LinkedIn without paying for it. So it's using that search option, first of all, very uh, in a very efficient way to find the people that you want to talk to. And also, so then you get onto the whole connecting thing. And it's not, we all talk about not being salesy and not being spammy. So don't go in and, you know, with the hard sell and, and, and pushing yourself onto people. It's about building relationships. It's mm. all about building relationships. And I always say to people, it's like being at a networking party. I mean, gosh, wouldn't we love to go to one of those right now? <laughs> but it is like being at a networking party. And you wouldn't just, you know, walk into a big networking party and just run around and tap people on the shoulder and throw them your business card and go, hi, hi, hi. You wouldn't, you just wouldn't do that. You would target a certain amount, you know, a small group of people or a circle of people that you want to target and you'd build up the relationships with those people. And that's exactly what you need to do on LinkedIn. Um, and I know it's quite a scary, weird thing, but that's how I, when I'm teaching LinkedIn, I try to demystify it and try to bring it right down to a normal situation that whoever I'm talking to is used to. And I think a networking event is is the perfect thing because that's basically what LinkedIn is, is it's networking. Sarah, why do you think that when, uh, you know, I, I think the example was fantastic because it's really very clear. And I think it's very clear for pretty much everybody, right? Like um, it's LinkedIn is like a big networking event. They wouldn't do it during the networking event, but they do it on LinkedIn. Why? Why is it so? A good, very good question. Um, so who was I talking to about this the other day? Oh, Niraj, my lovely friend, um, Niraj, he, he, cause he works in, in, uh, in sales and he said, he thinks it's not necessarily the, the salespeople themselves, but it's their bosses mm. and the targets. So they're given targets and they think this is the way to tackle my target. Um, but yeah, it's interesting. They, they wouldn't, why do they do it on LinkedIn? Perhaps because they feel they can hide behind the anonymity of LinkedIn because they, it's just words or it's not just words, words are important, but maybe that's how they think, but it's, it's almost desperate. You know, and I would really be interested to look at some of those sales stats mm. and to see what successes they have on there um, using that sort of hard sales approach. I think that would be quite interesting. Mm. I, mm. I, I'm kind of like always wondering about this because, yeah, I, th I think when whenever you talk to somebody and say, well, you wouldn't do it on networking event, they say, yeah, of course I wouldn't, you know, so why do you do it on, on LinkedIn? It just puzzles me that that kind of question. And yeah, I would definitely like love to see the stats from 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 these, you know, hard sell uh, people. And perhaps you're right that it may be it's just mm -hmm. bosses that they're pushing, pushing them to to, you know, fulfill certain goals and, and tasks, whatever, whatever they have. One thing which you mentioned uh, earlier, and uh, I wanted to come back to it, uh, is that ever uh, everlasting question of um, how much person can we be on LinkedIn versus kind of our business? So, so what is your take on this, you know, and how, how, you know, 
is there any percentage is there any golden ratio you know which um, you know how much personal stuff we can we can share compared to the business what 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 is your take on it i think there is a limit i do um and i but what i do find is when i um post about me and about what i'm up to or something those posts always do really well because people are interested in who we are as people. Um, however, I think if all I did was talk about myself on LinkedIn, I think people would get bored pretty quickly. I really don't have a very exciting life. Um, <laughs> um, so, but interestingly, I have um, I have a gecko. <laughs> Okay, a crested gecko. He's only little. Um, he's actually my son's, but my son's kind of got a bit bored, so he's he's now, he's now mine. And on Instagram, I talk about Milo the gecko a lot. He features quite a lot in my Instagram stories, but he's never appeared on LinkedIn because I just don't think I just think that's just not very interesting for people. So when I do talk about myself on on LinkedIn, which as I say, isn't all that often, but I do try to always relate it back to my business or my work or my work ethic. And I think that's the key on LinkedIn. And it's a bit like LinkedIn stories as well. Talk about what you had for breakfast, but relate it back to your business. Mm. So don't just, you know, on Instagram, you'd post a lovely photo of your fried egg and your beans and chips or whatever. But on LinkedIn, I think it's a photograph of you at a breakfast meeting with XYZ person or doesn't this breakfast, you know, I had breakfast morning and it made me think of something, you know, to do with work. And I think on LinkedIn, it should all be brought back to either your work related specifically or something to do with how you how you run your business. Yeah, it's very interesting what you're saying, because the other day I had the discussion, I had actually another podcast recording um, with a uh, with another friend of ours, and um, she was mentioning, you know, that uh, she was weeding the garden the other day, and then she was thinking about, you know, how this relates to her business. That you know, once in a while, she needs to get on her knees and kind of like, a, you know, do this in her business. And then she took a picture in the garden, and and she connected that particular activity, which is very very personal actually, to her business. And she got very, very good responses and a lot of, lot of eyeballs on, on that post and people commenting on, on the post. And I, I think this is really interesting. And I think it's a, it's, and, and she said like, a, well, anybody can do that. And I was like, not really, you know, like a, it's a skill. It's a something which you need to develop in yourself. And it's maybe, maybe uh, you know, to her, it comes easily now. But I think, you know, to find this balance, you know, how to connect certain story to our business. I think it's very fine line. Would you agree with that? I would 100%. And in fact, I ran a um, content creation workshop, uh, I don't know, about a month or so ago. And the day before I had posted a picture of the sunrise. So I go out cycling early in the morning and I was cycling around and I looked up and the sky was just beautiful, bright red, bright, 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 bright red. And I was kind of at the top of a little hill. I had a good view of London, you know, so I had all the cityscape in front of me. And as I took the photograph, I realized that the sky wasn't red, but it was orange and purple, which are my brand colors. I didn't even, actually, I don't think I even realized when I took the photo, it wasn't until I got back home and looked at it and went, wow, that's orange and purple. 
So rather than post a photo of look at this amazing sunrise this morning, I said, oh, look, how kind of God or whoever it is to, because I don't, don't like to talk about religion on LinkedIn or social media, you know, how kind of nature, I think maybe I said, to colour the sky in my brand colours. And I talked about that in this workshop and it was like almost like a sort of a light bulb moment had gone off with the people in the workshop because they thought, oh, I see, you just kind of try and flip it round a little bit and make it about you somehow, you know. And I think that's, that. it is, perhaps you're right, perhaps it is a skill. Um, but I think that's where content does well mm. in on LinkedIn is when you do try and get a normal everyday situation that everybody can relate to and resonate with, like gardening, and talk about how it's helping your business mm. or your work or something, yeah. Yeah, and I think I think because we talk about content, um, I do have a lot of lot of people who coming and they you know they keep saying, oh, you know what, I'm I'm posting, I'm doing this, but actually I'm not getting any engagement. And I I think I think it is really boils down down to this um, simple truth that people like to. Uh, um, read stories. They they like to be engaged. They like to be motivated, inspired, and all that all that stuff around. That if we can find these little bridges, as I would call them, you know, between our you know the the the, the reality, whatever it is, if it's a sunrise or weeding the garden or whatever it is, and then kind of like a bridge to um to. Um, to our business or some some kind of like i don't i don't want to say moral outcome but you know what i mean then i think it becomes very very personal as well as business like right 100% yeah you've absolutely i think you've absolutely hit the nail on the head there it's about storytelling i think people do love a story um and i think yes weaving stories is it's not easy but yes you're absolutely right people do love stories yeah mm. Uh, with the, with the content, and we um, when we were talking about content, and you said you had you you have this <laughs> the gecko, it's, it's fantastic because I think you know um, we're always trying to figure out how to become a different on social media because you know there's a, so much noise out there, you know so many people uh, still I mean of course on the LinkedIn is not that many but still so many people posting and you know doing doing other things and we're trying to figure out you know how to be how to become different how to how to stand out. Wouldn't Gecko do it? I guess he would, wouldn't he? I hadn't thought he'd probably be the only Gecko on LinkedIn. Maybe I should. Maybe my maybe Milo the Gecko needs to come and introduce himself to LinkedIn. Yeah. If he does, if he does, Vitek, I shall definitely um tag you in on the post. <laughs> um talking about posting content, um what is your golden ratio? How often should we post on a LinkedIn? Uh, what do you What do you teach in um, you know to your clients? I teach one to ten, so ten comments at least, at least ten comments for every one post, at mm. least. Um, and when I tell people that, sometimes they're quite surprised. As many as that, really? I say, yep, yeah, at least that. Um, and I think I, yeah, I think it should be because it's about a conversation. And it, if we're all we're doing is talking about ourselves, people will get very, very bored. Um, and I, you know, I, I do like an analogy. And one of the analogies I use is that, you know, you go to a party 
I also love a party. Um, and somebody introduces you to an astronaut, a lady astronaut. And you think, oh, wow, fantastic. How interesting. I want to talk to this lady astronaut. So you say, hi, hi, hi. And she says, yeah, I'm a lady astronaut. So you say, you know, what's it like being a, a, being an astronaut, being a lady astronaut? And she starts to tell you. And she starts to tell you some more. And then she tells you some more and you're trying to ask her some questions and she just completely ignores you. And all she does is go on and on and on about her suit and about her, you know, how much she eats or doesn't eat and how much she trains. And, uh, and after a while, it matters not a jot what she's saying, however interesting it is. You just switch off. You do switch off. Whereas if she stopped giving you some time to ask questions ask questions about you, you could have a conversation that went on for hours and hours and hours and who knows where it would go. Mm. So what I hear you saying, there's an art to it, right? Um, how to communicate on, on LinkedIn and how to, uh, how to communicate uh, with people um, on, on not just on LinkedIn, but obviously, obviously in life uh, in general. Uh, is it is does it come easy for you or, or um, how do you, how do you teach that to um, to your your clients? That's hard. That's the hard one because I always thought. In fact, I'm just going. I know this is. I know this isn't a visual, but there's a photo of me with my brothers. So I'm from a big family. I've got six brothers. So communication for me was, you know, it was easy. That was what. That was how I grew up, was communicating and talking to people. And in fact, it wasn't really, I think, until I started training people in LinkedIn that I realized that it is something that not, it is a skill that not everybody has. And it is difficult and it really doesn't come naturally to some people at all. Mm. So to those people, I, you know, it, the whole idea of being um, targeted who you want to talk to is even more important because there's an insecurity there quite often with people. Mm -hmm. They, um, and I think a lot, a lot of why people have problems communicating is, is insecurity. And I, I deal with people who um, have confidence issues on LinkedIn a lot. And it's about trying to encourage them to find their voice and to, to be comfortable diving into conversations because that's what you're doing you know diving into conversations with people you don't know very well or even if you you know you don't know them at all and it's about starting small so I encourage people to start off just talking if they're you know if they're obviously if I can see potential problems and difficulties just talk to your friends just talk to your friends don't worry about selling and reach and numbers and all of this let's build your confidence up slowly talk to your friends on LinkedIn get used to doing that Okay, now you've now you're comfortable doing that. Mm. Then maybe try and reach out to a second degree connection of mm. you know one of your friends and just do it slowly. And for some people, it takes a long time. But you know, people, everybody's different. Mm. Yeah, and I like what you said that it probably goes deeper than than just uh, you know skimming through on 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 the surface. Uh, it it is it is a, a you know self confidence uh, issue many times. And uh, what I like to, what would you mention is that. You know, perhaps, you know, people just can start from commenting on somebody else's post. They don't need to start with their own post because sometimes that's a, that's a big hurdle, right, to overcome. Yeah, 100%. Content is, is a huge thing. 
because I think a lot of people feel quite rightly that when they post anything on LinkedIn, they're exposing themselves. Mm. You know, they're saying, oh, you know, look at me that I've got this opinion or I've got this piece of knowledge or this is something about me. And it's a little bit, it is, can feel exposing or, you know, a bit scary. So no, definitely commenting first and making, getting comfortable on the platform before starting any of that. And as I say, it can take a while, but you know, if, mm. if it does, it does, you know. Uh, Sarah, when you posting your own stuff, uh, what do you find as a most engaging in from from your community in terms of a form? Is it is it a text only, uh, photo, video? You know, uh, what works for you? What well, I do vary my content, and I think it's important to do that. Vary the style. Obviously, I vary the um, the actual content itself but I do try to vary the style as much as possible. And that's another reason I absolutely love LinkedIn because no other platform has the facility to design posts in the way that LinkedIn does. So as you say, you've got text only, you've got pictures and text, you've got polls, you've got video, you've got interviews, you've got um, slides as we call them, you know, PDFs, which I love doing PDF documents. Um, And it's great that we've got the facility to do all of those things. Um, for me, I think it's probably video. Mm-hmm. I think video works best for me. I probably don't do enough of it um, because it's just a little bit more time consuming. But yeah, I think video for me is, is my probably main content. Mm-hmm. Um, I know that you mentioned several times Instagram stories. So, you know, my second, my another question would be, what about LinkedIn stories? Um, are you using LinkedIn stories? And if so, what, what are your experiences with them? The interesting um, LinkedIn stories. What I do use them. I don't use them as much as Instagram stories and perhaps I should. And in fact, often what I do is I'll write an Instagram story and I'll take a screenshot of it and then I'll pop it up on my um, LinkedIn stories. Uh, they're very clunky, LinkedIn stories. Let's let's be honest. They're really clunky. And the, I don't do film um, natively in stories because it's absolutely rubbish. But <laughs> posting films up, in fact, I did post a film up in my stories uh, earlier today. Um what I do find with LinkedIn stories is that I reach a completely different audience. So they don't get huge reach, but because of the way they're situated at the top of the page, I get people commenting on my stories that are not, I'm not connected to. They can be third plus degree, you know, connections. And I don't know how they found me on stories, but I don't think they would have found me on, on the page. Mm-hmm. And in terms of, in terms of content uh, of those LinkedIn stories, is it very different from your, um, from your standard posting? Yes, it's a little bit more, I don't know, the phrase fly by night, if you like, a little bit more relaxed. And again, I still do try to, you know, very conscious that I should relate it back to business in some way. Um, But it's it is more relaxed and a bit more jokey, if you like, a bit more throwaway, which is what they're meant to be. Yeah. you mentioned videos. Uh, I'm not really very familiar. If if you do LinkedIn Live, uh, do you have do you have that broadcasting experience? And I know that you're from the same uh, industry as um, as I am or as I was um, in in the TV. So so how close you are to LinkedIn Live? Very good, very timely question, Vitek. <laughs> so I applied for LinkedIn Live a while ago, and I didn't get it. 
I now have potentially the chance of getting it. <laughs> I'm not going to reveal my secrets, um, but I do. It looks like I could get it, and I'm now very close to potentially having it. I'm actually wondering if I if I want it <laughs> because I don't. I don't know how useful it is at the moment. I think for me, I'm sure it is for lots of people, but um, I think my worry is that if I have it, I will spend a lot of time on it where I could be spending time elsewhere. I think that's my fear. Um, I, I know I'd be mad not to apply for it. As I say, I think I probably will get it, um, she says. <laughs> great confidence but um i need to, i think what i need to do is work out a strategy of how i'm going to use it before i go ahead because i wouldn't want to have it and then not use it i think that would be a waste mm. do you i don't do you have linkedin live yeah 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 yeah, yeah. i i do but um yeah i have i have a similar similar issue as as, uh, as you do uh, i don't have a strategy and whenever i don't have a strategy for me it's um um, I wouldn't do it because then it's just a, you know doing it for the sake of doing it, and without without any clear uh, I don't want to say KPIs, but at least you know you need to you need to have some you know something behind. So uh, there's a very clear strategy with LinkedIn Smart Podcast, <laughs> the clear strategy with other things which I'm doing, but uh, I don't have that strategy and that uh, that gut feeling in me about LinkedIn Life. Um, I I would love to I would love to use it more because uh, I know that. I'm fortunate enough to, yeah, I, I applied about five times and for the fifth time I got it. Um, so that's, that's, that was my secret. <laughs> I was relentless. Persistence, yes. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, but yeah, uh, I love videos. So, so obviously that's, that's, uh, that's my, uh, that's my thing. Um, Sarah, um, I know that uh, you, um, over the years, you, you help a lot of, lot of people and a lot of companies, a lot of corporates uh, with, their, with their LinkedIn presence. Um, tell me, what, is, what satisfies you? What, what, is, what, is, what is make that work satisfying for you? Oh, I just love, um, I love the aha moment when you're teaching. Um, and I just love you know i've got all this knowledge in my head uh i need more you know there's I, there's plenty more room in there but i don't know it all for sure please don't think that but i just love sharing my knowledge with people um and i love learning so when i learn something i kind of think well i need to impart this on somebody else as well you know and help them and their journey and I, it's so joyous it really genuinely is so joyous teaching people i i just love that feeling so it's selfish, really, because it's all about me. It's all about me. <laughs> so, so okay, I, I can I can help you out. What about what about any any um, uh, you know victorious stories or some some kind of testimonials? Um, you know something which make you happy uh, in terms of your client success. So, as well as looking after you know helping companies with their LinkedIn, I also. Um, run a I, I, I'm right rewriting my course so I do a, an online course uh, which I ran last year and uh, just seeing the results of seeing my clients how the results that they get from posting and one lady in particular she started the course and um, at the beginning I said at the end we're going to do video we're going to get you all on video and it was a four-week course. Then my new course is going to be six weeks. But 
and she was the first one, oh, no, 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 I'm not doing video. No, not a chance. Oh, she was brilliant. And we, you know, she was this amazing LinkedIn video and she did a few. She's, there've been some issues since, so she hasn't done another one, but the results she got and the engagement and the comments and she, it was just incredible. And in fact, she then from that video did get a direct client, one direct client from that video, which for her is big. Uh, she's a travel consultant. Obviously she hasn't had an awful lot of work since because of the pandemic. But it was so wonderful to see her those results. And my, um, I have a free Facebook group, which again I, I run little challenges in there for you know for my Facebook group members, and just to see how well they're performing and how their um, their stats are going up, their engagements going up. And again, one of the guys who did one of my content challenges in the Facebook group, he got a client halfway through. Now, whether that was directly because of my challenge, who knows, you know, but it's, it's just so wonderful to see that. Sarah, uh, imagine that we're going to uh, sit here and talk about uh, in, in, a year, in a year time, where do you want to be? Oh, good question. Sitting on a beach in the Bahamas would be nice instead of sitting in North London. <laughs> um, so if I do get round to finishing writing my course, well, I am going to finish writing my course and I'm hoping to launch it at least once this year, maybe even twice. So that's what I want. That's my big goal. That's what I'm working towards is getting my, uh, my online course up and running, um, which, and I would love to build my Facebook community even, you know, Greater. I only set it up in was it November last year, November December last year. So it hasn't been going very long, but I want that to grow because I love that community feel. And as I say, I just love watching people grow and expand their knowledge. So that's what that's what I'd like to have a a really engaged LinkedIn learning community. Fantastic. So I hope um, uh, all all this will will come true. And we will welcome you in our um, LinkedIn Smart Podcast um, again very, very soon. And before we go, of course, I would like to ask you, is there anything else you want to add? Um, any any uh, specific thing we didn't talk about which you would like to share with us? I think I've pretty much gone, you know, I've told you about my family, I've told you about Milo the Gecko. I think you've, you've got it all out of me, Vitek. Well done. <laughs> no, this has been absolutely delightful i have loved talking to you it's been an, it's been a real pleasure talking to you um, about linkedin and and i love your podcast and it's just an honor that um that you you've taken the time to speak to me today so thank you sarah thank you very much as well for your time and before we go of course um where uh, can we find a little bit more about you um apparently on on linkedin and where else Yes, so I'm on LinkedIn. I have my free Facebook group, which you're very welcome to come along to. It's called Learn to Love LinkedIn. And my website is sarahclaysocial.com. Absolutely fantastic. Thank you very much, uh, Sarah. Uh, thank you for your time talking to us today. And uh, I hope in yeah, maybe less than a year time, we can talk again about, about LinkedIn. That would be amazing, Vitek. Thank you. Thanks so much. Thank you very much for listening. Please make sure that you subscribe to our LinkedIn Smart Podcast and leave a review on Apple Podcast. We would really appreciate it. Thank you and see you next time. Be LinkedIn Smart.
LinkedIn Smart Podcast was brought to you by Square Motion, a video marketing agency in Dubai. Need an engaging LinkedIn video? Go to squaremotion.me.